Lord, how great is your love, God, how I rely upon that every day. Thank you for your forgiveness and your grace. Thank you for your mercies that are new every morning, every day, God. Thank you that you are here for us. And even tonight as we've just had a great time of fellowship and eating, and now as we sit down and we've worshipped you, God, our hearts are really warmed, our, our stomachs are full, but at the same time, God, we're, we're, we're really desiring you and are so satisfied, God, with you. And so speak to us tonight through your word and help us to be inspired, Lord, by uh, those great saints of old who have gone before us, Lord. And may you speak clearly to our hearts to help us become better at prayer, to pray more, to be inspired to go to you more and to believe in you. So, Lord, we ask for your anointing and we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. I read about a small town church that became very concerned when this local businessman came and decided to open up a bar. Well, the Christians, they didn't like that. So they gathered together for an all-night prayer meeting. They're really motivated. And so they got into passionately praying that God would intervene somehow in this situation. Well, funny thing, it just so happened that soon after their prayer meeting, this lightning storm came. The storm came in and lightning struck the bar and it caught on fire and the whole building burnt to the ground. Well, the owner of the bar wasn't very happy, as you can imagine. And he heard that the church had done an all-night prayer meeting. So you know what he did? The owner of the bar sued the church, claiming that the prayers of the congregation were responsible for him losing his bar. Well, the church in return hired a lawyer to argue in court that they were not responsible. Well, when it went to court and the judge first looked over the suit, the paperwork in court, he said, he said this, No matter how this case comes out, one thing is clear. The bar owner believes in prayer and the Christians do not. <laughs> I like that. I mean, sadly, yeah. Oh, no, we're not responsible kind of thing. But it made me think about this. Do you believe in prayer? Do you believe in prayer? On a scale from 1 to 10, 10 being the highest, how would you rate that in yourself? We probably, all, we probably all of us would say, 10, 10, I'm a 10. You know, and this, yeah, I believe in prayer, yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Does your level of belief in prayer match how devoted you are? To prayer, And that's another question, right? Oh, yeah, maybe we believe in prayer, but how devoted are we? Uh, well, yeah, if I'm honest, I'm like a five, or I'm a seven, or maybe something like that. George Mueller once said, I have joyfully dedicated my whole life to the object of exemplifying how much may be accomplished by prayer and faith. I like that. George Mueller dedicated everything he can in believing that prayer and faith really has power in that. Well, tonight, for our last ones, our Koinonia meal night, I want to focus on prayer. I want to focus in on prayer. And so, as I mentioned, the title tonight is Be Devoted to Prayer. Be Devoted to Prayer. And again, we're going to be looking at Colossians chapter 4, I mean, chapter 4, yeah, verse 2. 
Well, take a, I'm going to give you our, our points as we go, which is same as our outline. So the first thing we're going to see is that the Apostle Paul writing here, he's saying, stay persistent. Stay persistent. Take a look at verse 2 here in Colossians chapter 2. We'll just read the whole verse. It says, continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. Now we're going to just take this first part. Continue steadfastly in prayer. Now, when Paul writes continue steadfastly in the original language, it it really says stay strong. Stay strong. Continue. It means to endure. In other words, stay persistent in what? In praying. I think about what Jesus said in Luke 18.1. He said, uh, we ought always to pray, and you remember, not lose heart. So right away, the point here is to stay persistent. Keep on keeping on praying. Stay persistent in prayer. You know, when I got saved in the summer of 1976, I started to pray for my parents. And it's been a long road. There was times where my mother told me, I don't want to hear that. Uh, There's times I gave them material or Japanese Bibles or things and it just sat on the shelf and and I I would lose heart. But I always went back to praying for their salvation. Well, let me tell you, 38 years later in 2014, I had the privilege of leading them both in prayer to receive Jesus and then baptize them right here on Maui. They were 78 years old when they received Jesus. Christ. God kept our family in persistent prayer and continual steadfast prayer. And that's what we're seeing here. Paul's putting out, and I want you to get that in your heart tonight. Stay persistent. Keep on keeping on praying. Be devoted to prayer in this way that you'll be steadfast, that you'll continue steadfastly. This made me think about David Brainerd. He was a missionary to the American Indians in the late 1700s. At first, it was very discouraging for him. He would get sick. Um, he felt lonely, all the hardship. He, he would like travel from place to place trying to, to reach the, the Native Americans here. And he, he couldn't penetrate through. He couldn't get through to him. And it was very, very discouraging. They wouldn't listen. And and, it, and he was brought close to even quitting. But one day, near New Jersey, a door opened, and he was able to share Jesus. And you know what happened? A revival broke out. And many Native Americans came to Jesus Christ. You know what? I believe that he was able to keep going, even with all this this uh, opposition and all this uh, battle that he was going through, I believe it was because of his persistent prayer that he stayed persistent that all this happened. You see, David Brainerd today is known for his devotion to prayer. Every day he spent time and many hours in prayer, fasting, meditation before the Lord. He would come out of prayer, and he says it this way, feeling somewhat of the sweetness of communion with God and the constraining force of His love. 
And then he wrote, and how admirably it captivates the soul and makes all the desires and affections to center in on God. I love that. You, you can tell his heart. You can tell how he really connected with the Lord there. And it's also said of him that he would, when he go into the forest and pray, that he prays so earnestly that when he came out, he was covered with sweat and even barely able to walk. I mean, that's prayer. That's the passion. So David Brenner, he, he was an example of someone who stayed persistent. He kept on going, keeping on praying, no matter what oppositions and no matter battles and no matter it seems like things weren't working out, he continued, he was staying persistent. And that's what we got to do. We got to stay persistent, keep on keeping on praying. That's how we get through. We can get through by persistent prayer. I hope that inspires you tonight. I hope it, it gives you this, this, this uh, motivation to understand. Maybe you're hitting a wall. Maybe it's hard. Maybe you feel like giving up, quitting. But you know what? Like David Brennan, we got to keep praying and keep praying and pray passionately and, and even pray hard enough that, oh, we're, we're putting all our energies into it. Let me tell you about these missionaries to China, Dick and Margaret Hills. They got caught during the Japanese invasion in World War II. This is around 1941. Unfortunately, the husband, Dick, got sick with appendicitis and was forced to go away to the hospital uh, and, and leave his family, his wife, Margaret, and their one-year-old boy and their two-month-year-old baby girl. He had to leave them. They're all alone during this, this crazy time and dangerous time. Soon news came that an enemy was nearby and the town was supposed to evacuate. But Margaret, the mom, knew they would never survive as refugees, so she opted to stay behind. She prayed. And when she looked up on the wall, wall calendar, they had a, one of those scripture ones, it happened to be Psalm 56, verse 3. And it, the verse is, when I am afraid, I will trust in you. And so that's what she prayed. The town was empty. She woke up to an empty town. The mom felt so alone. But the next morning on the wall calendar was Psalm 910, which said, You, Lord, has not forsaken them that see you. So she looked to God and prayed. The next morning, the mom could hear gunfire in the distance. She, 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 that, that just filled her with, oh no, what's going on? She actually ran out of food. But the calendar that morning, in Genesis 50, 21, it was, I will nourish you and your little ones. And you know what? Right after she read that, suddenly a woman came to the house with goat's milk and another person came with a basket of eggs. God answered her prayer. Then the next morning, the warfare grew louder and closer. Margaret prayed really hard and cried out to the Lord for deliverance. In that morning, the calendar was Psalm 56, 9. and said, when I cry unto you, then shall mine enemies turn back. And you know what she did? That evening, she started to pray all night. When she woke up in the morning... Everything was quiet. No more battle sounds. No more warfare sounds. 
There was a, a knock on the door, and she found out that the Japanese had withdrawn their troops and they were safe. Isn't that great? True story here. But you see how she got through, of course, with the scriptures, but with persistent prayer, we can get through, you guys. Stay persistent. Be devoted to prayer. Stay persistent, and you can get through. So that's why Paul writes here in Colossians 4 to continue, continue steadfastly in prayer. So number one, stay persistent. Number two, our second point is this, stay on watch. Stay on watch. Now the second part of verse 2 in Colossians 4 says, being watchful in it. Being watchful literally in the original language is stay awake. It has the, the, the idea of, of, of being on alert, staying on alert, to, to keep your attention there. And, and really, this is saying stay in that state of watching. Yeah? Keep watch. Stay on watch. That's the idea here. I, you know what? I think about how God wanted the prophets to be watchmen, to be all day and all night, to, and this is Isaiah 60, I forgot to write it down. So 60-something. <laughs> we could look it up later. But anyway, um, God wanted, God sent the prophets to be watchmen. And the scripture talks about all day, all night, to never be silent until God establishes Jerusalem. And that's how, what, how we are to be. We are to be watchmen on the wall. We are to be watchful in prayer. We are to be on watch in prayer. Now we know, right? We know God wants us to pray. We know God welcomes us to pray. We know that God answers prayer. So, we need to be devoted to pray and to keep praying till the answer comes. We need to stay on watch, believing in the power of prayer. So get that here. When Paul is saying, being watchful in it, he's saying, stay on watch. Why? We believe in the power of prayer. We're going to stay on watch, believing in the power of prayer. John G. Patton was a missionary to Vanu, Vanuatu. Um, the old name is New Hebrides. Uh, it's these islands in the South Pacific. In a particular island he went to in the 1800s, one night there was hostile natives surrounding his mission station where he was at. Their intent was to set fire to the station, to the building, force the patents out, and to kill them and to eat them. They were cannibals. John and his wife prayed all during the terror-filled night. They prayed all the way until daylight came. And you know what? When daylight came, they were amazed to see that none of their attackers were around. Fast forward. A number of years later, after the chief of the tribe gave his life to Jesus Christ, Patton asked him, hey, you remember that one night? You remember when you, you guys were all posed to, to burn us out and kill us and, and all that? He's, he was wondering, what, what happened that night? Well, the chief asked, well, who were those men? 
And Patton's like, man, it was just my wife and I. Well, the chief went on to share that they were ready to attack. But when they came to the station, there was hundreds of big men in shining garments with drawn swords. I love that story. True story. Stay on watch. Believing in the power of prayer. Believing in that God moves through prayer. Believing that He can do incredible things. Stay on watch believing in the power of prayer. And so be devoted to prayer. I like this one. Hudson Taylor was a pioneer or Hudson Taylor, he was a pioneer missionary to China in the late 1800s. Uh, one of my heroes. If you get, can get a hold of any of his books, or, or um, I think it was Spiritual... I forgot what that... What? Spiritual Secret. Spiritual um, is actually written by his son about um, Hudson Taylor. Gr- great, one of my heroes. Well, he was called to China when no one was going there. He was, he, there was a few, but he was the one who really made inroads into deep into China, not just being on the coast. But anyway, pioneer missionary. When he first was sailing to China to get to there, uh, there was an urgent knock on his door. And when he opened it, there stood the captain of the ship. And the captain of the ship said, Mr. Taylor, we have no wind. We are drifting toward an island where the people are are." I fear they are cannibals. What can I do, asked Hudson Taylor. I understand, said the captain. You believe in God. I want you to pray for wind. All right, Hudson Taylor said. I will, but you must set sail. In other words, you must raise your sails. Why, that's ridiculous, said the captain. There's not even the slightest breeze. Besides, the sailors will think I'm crazy. But... Hudson Taylor kept insisting, and so finally the captain said, well, because of, of, of what your, your insistence, I'll do it. Forty-five minutes later, the captain returned and found the missionary still on his knees praying. And the captain said, you can stop praying now. We've got more wind than we know what to do with. I love that. Stay on watch. Pray till the answer comes. Stay on watch. That's what we have to do. It goes along with stay persistent, doesn't it? But we need to be in prayer to stay on watch. Because why? We believe in the power of prayer. Do you believe in the power of prayer? Do you believe that coming to God and praying that He can do the impossible things? I believe that. I believe it. Jesus said in Matthew 19, 25, With man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Do we believe that? If we do, then we're going to stay on watch. We're going to be watchmen on the wall, praying until until Jerusalem is restored. We're going to keep praying and praying. No matter what, we're staying on watch. Be devoted to prayer in that way. All right, well, I want to stay persistent. Second point, stay on watch. And our third point is this, stay thankful. Stay thankful. And this is the last part of verse 2 here in Colossians 4. Being watchful in it, 
with what? Thanksgiving. So the Apostle Paul kind of caps the end of this. Hey, pray with thanksgiving. Pray with an attitude of gratefulness. Stay thankful. We understand that that needs to be part of our prayers. It's not just uh, giving him a list, giving God a list of our needs. But we come to him in reverence and honor and praise and worship. We come to him confessing our sins even. We come to him uh, bowing and being humble before him. But at the same time, yeah, we cry out to him. But we're thankful in it too. Philippians 4, 6, do not be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So Philippians 4, 6 goes along with Colossians 4, 2. And so we need to, in our prayers, stay thankful. And let me say this, of course we can be thankful for many things, but let's stay thankful for God does answer prayer. That's why we're going to. We can go with this thankfulness, with this attitude of faith, knowing that there's power in prayer, knowing that God answers prayer. So we can be thankful even ahead of time when we give our prayer requests, when we come to Him and cry out to Him. So stay thankful, for God does answer prayer. Helen Rosa Vere, a missionary to Zaire, Africa, uh, related a time a mother at the mission station died after giving birth to a premature baby. And so everyone there, the missionaries, they tried to improvise an incubator to keep the baby alive, but the hot water bottle they were using was beyond repair. So they asked the, the children to pray for the baby and also for the baby's sister since they just lost their mom. One of the girls asked and cried out to God in this way, Dear God, please send a hot water bottle today. Tomorrow will be too late because by then the baby will be dead. And dear Lord, send a doll for the sister so she won't feel so lonely. That afternoon, guess what? A large package arrived from England. The children watched eagerly as it was open, and underneath some clothing was hot water bottle. God knew in advance of the child's prayer. God knew in advance of the situation so that five months earlier, a ladies' group felt led to send this package and the, the items that were placed in it. Well, with a very grateful heart, the little girl excitedly said, if God sent a hot water bottle, I'm sure he also sent a doll. And she was right. Stay thankful for God does answer prayer. And that's how we can be devoted to prayer. With, with a thankful heart. Let me put it this way. With a thankful expectation. How about that? With a thankful expectation. George Mueller, whom I quoted earlier, he was known for consistent, continual devotion to prayer. He was a minister. He ended up rescuing uh, kids off the street back in the 1800s. Uh, uh, if you ever see pier jamas and stuff, yeah, you'll catch that in London where there's just a lot of homeless kids and all. Well, God 
uh, it touched his heart, and God used him to rescue these kids off the street. And he ended up opening up like three orphanages, rescuing these street kids in, in London. But providing for over 2,000 orphans with no regular funds wasn't easy. But it's not hard for God. There's one famous story. There was no food for breakfast, no money to buy any food. Situation arose that morning. But Mueller still had the table set with the cups and plates and bowls. And then George Mueller led the children in a prayer. And he prayed this. Dear Father, we thank you for what you're going to give us to eat. Isn't that crazy? The, the, the cupboards were bare. They had no money, nothing. But he prayed and thanked the Lord ahead of time for what God was going to provide. Well, right after that prayer, just then, there was a knock on the door. And he went there, opened the door, and lo and behold, the local baker stood there and said, Mr. Mueller, I couldn't sleep last night. Somehow I felt you didn't have bread for, bre- you didn't have bread for breakfast And the Lord wanted me to bring you some. So I got up at 2 a.m. and baked this fresh bread. Amazing. Well, the story doesn't end. As soon as the baker went away and they closed the door, almost immediately, there was another knock on the door. He opened the door and there was the milkman. And the milkman relayed that his cart had just broken down right in front of their orphanage. And he wanted to donate all the fresh cans of milk so that he would be able to repair his wheel. That's the Lord. That's God answering prayer. Stay thankful. Be devoted in prayer. Pray with thankful expectations because God answers prayer. Listen, with with faith in the power of prayer, we can face any circumstance. We, we can go head, head right into impossible situations with courage because we prayed a lot. Be devoted to prayer, you guys. That's so important. This is what I want to get across to you tonight. George Mueller said this, Faith does not operate in the realm of the possible. There is no glory of God in that which is humanly possible. Faith begins where man's power ends. That's how we got to pray. We got to pray like we believe that. Pray like we know that. We know that where my power ends, that, that's where faith comes in. That's where God comes in. Sometimes we're praying and crying out to the Lord and praying certain things in the way, only way, in our own strength, in the way, our own perspective. But we need to pray for God to do the impossible. We need to be praying, believing in prayer, believing in the power of God in prayer, that He can work miracles in our life every day, whether it's small things, whether it's great things. We just need to pray. Whether you just see fingerprint, I call it fingerprints throughout your day, knowing that God is there, or huge miracles that you need, you need to pray. A missionary to Russia, Peter Deneka, said, "Much prayer 
much power. No prayer, no power. Stare at that for a moment. That's important to get in your heart. You want to know you're weak? Why you're weak? You want to know you feel like you, you, you're, you're, you're not going to make it through? You feel like, oh, I don't know, I want to give up? Because maybe you're not praying. Maybe, maybe you're not persistent in that prayer. Maybe you're not on watch believing in the power of prayer. Maybe you're not thankful, yeah? expecting God to answer that prayer. If anything, the church needs today is much prayer, because we have no power. But I know if we have much prayer, we will have much power. I'm going to close with this, and then we're going to get to praying together as a body. And this is um, about Mary Slessor. Now, she was a missionary to Calabar, Nigeria. She uh, uh, rescued babies, children. Uh, Many times back in that culture, uh, if there was twins born, they would consider that evil, that one of the babies was evil. And they didn't know which one, so they killed both of them. They'd actually break the backs of the baby. And then they would ostracize the mother. But Mary Slessor took them in. She rescued them, babies, children, the mothers. She did much in her missionary life there. She ended up passing away in 1915. So this is like probably the late 1800s going into the 1900s. She stood up to witch doctors and their spells and all. She, she stood up to drunkenness and immorality in, in the tribe. It was a dangerous tribe. She was living um, in that area. She stood up to cannibalism. Uh, they were animists. I can't remember. I can't say the word. But they believed God in the trees and animals and all that. And so there's a lot of opposition, but she put in the effort. She worked long hours. She was sick often. Uh, she caught malaria. She had bouts of that. But you know what? She ended up setting up several schools. She served as a teacher, a nurse. But what really touched Nigeria was her deep love for the people. She shared the love of Jesus Christ compassionately. She even won the respect of the government, government and they gave her role as magistrate. And that was the first time a woman ever held that position. Mary Slessor became known as Mother of All the Peoples, or they would call her Ma. I cannot share all that she did and how she affected that country in one city. She was an amazing missionary. If you could ever read her biography, it's amazing. But how did this no-name woman, blue-eyed, red-haired woman from Scotland, become such a strong force there in Africa? Listen to this. This is her secret. Her secret is found in a letter she wrote to her friends. And she says this. Just listen to this. She wrote, My life is one long, daily, hourly record of answered prayer. Answered prayer for physical health, for mental overstrain, for guidance given marvelously, for enmity to the gospel subdued, 
for food provided at the exact hour needed, for everything else that goes to make up life and my poor service, I can testify with a full and often wonder-stricken awe that I know God answers prayer. She went on to say, Prayer is the greatest power God has put into your hands for service. Prayer is harder work than doing, but the dynamic lies that way to advance the kingdom. I have no idea how and why God has carried me over so many hard places and made these hordes submit to me, except an answer to prayer at home for me. It is all beyond my comprehension. The only way I can explain it is on the ground that I have been prayed for more than most. And then she said this, Pray on. Power lies that way. Isn't that good? So be inspired tonight by the power of prayer. Stay persistent. Stay on watch. Stay thankful. And be devoted to prayer. Let's pray. Lord, as we come to you, God, we ask, God, that you would help us to be prayer warriors, so to speak, that we would not neglect prayer, that prayer would be the first, the second, the third, the fourth, the last thing, God, that we do, that we would be persistent, that we would stay on watch, that we would watch and that we would be thankful, God. Lord, you told us in Second Chronicles 7, 14, if my people are called by my name, humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. God, we, we are your people. We are in Christ. Lord, we, we've been called Lord, by you, and we call you by your name, Jesus. Lord, so we humble ourselves before you, asking for forgiveness, God, for our lack in seeking you like we should, Lord. God, we want to pray, and we want to keep praying, and we're going to pray tonight, Lord. We want to seek your face, Lord. We want to connect with you and hear your voice, God. Lord, we repent and turn from our wicked ways. God, Cleanse us now from them and make us right with you, Lord, because we want to connect with you. And Lord, we know that you will hear us from heaven, that you will forgive us, Lord, and that you would heal our land, God. Lord, it's been a battle. It's been hard. It seems like In the past week, in the past days, the devil's been fighting hard against us. We're losing heart. We've gotten discouraged. But we're here tonight, God. We're connected online and we're here right now, God, because we need you. We want you. And we're not going to let Satan stop us. And no matter how it looks, no matter how it may feel, God, we know you're still here. You will not forsake us. You will not leave us. And God, you have a plan in all of this that you purpose, Lord, in us to pray with what we're learning today that we're going to get through this time with prayer. We're going to battle on our knees with prayer. 
We're going to come to you believing in faith, believing in the power of prayer that you can do things beyond, Lord, where we can think or ask or see or conceive. Lord, we look to you as our great and awesome God, Lord of the universe, the heavens and the earth, our creator God, who is strong in power, who is sovereign in control. Lord, you know all things. You have wisdom beyond us. You have all wisdom, so you know exactly what we need, God. You orchestrate things in your wisdom, and you guide us into your will with your wisdom. And Lord, we know that you love us so much, that you care for us, and in your wisdom and knowledge, it's all part of your love and care, growing us, helping us, strengthening us, Lord, increasing our faith and trust in you, even through the trials, even through the battles and satanic attacks. And Lord, we're going to do all we can to trust in you and to pray because we believe in it. We believe in you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for Colossians 4.2, which calls us to be devoted to prayer. In Jesus' name.